attended it. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. Greetings. Welcome to today's program, the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I founded uh, the Olive Tree Ministry in uh, June of 20, of, I'm sorry, June of 2001. And I founded it according to a word that the Holy Spirit uh, spoke to me in about September of 1988, I was, uh, I had a painting company, and I was uh, just north of Longmont painting a farm, and I was on the south wall, and I just climbed the ladder, it was in the afternoon, and uh, I got my bucket ready and my paintbrush, I was going to do some cutting, and the Holy Spirit told, spoke to me, I heard, I just heard this, you're going to start a ministry. Well, I thought about it. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. And I uh, said, okay. I said, Lord, I'm going to start a ministry. And the Lord said, you're going to start a ministry. He didn't tell me I would start a church. He told me I would start a ministry. A ministry and a church is different. A church, being a pastor of an assembly... That involves a lot of detail, uh, administration. But ministry implies that wherever the Holy Spirit would take me, I would assist. I would help. I would be available. And um, to further those that I would work with. And I have worked with ministries. And I have uh, helped as the Holy Spirit uh, revealed to me. But he did say I would start a ministry. And the, to minister, yes, to assist pastors, to assist others in the body of Christ, but to minister to God's people, to minister the things that the Holy Spirit would uh, feel were important uh, in the seasons that he would move me through. And um, I would just minister as needed according to the seasons I would be in. And in 1988, I, uh, well, I'm trying to, I'll put it this way. Uh, in about 2003, 
2002-2003, I had uh, I'd been praying. I was at uh, my desk one afternoon, and uh, I was just I started to think, Lord, if I'm to minister, what where am I going to be the most effective? How, where, and uh, what? How would I be most effective? And I took a map of the United States, the Western states, and I looked at the map, and I thought, okay, Denver, there's Denver. And I, in my thinking, had a thought that I wouldn't minister just in a location, but uh, not just to family, not just to a city, but a much greater audience. And so I looked at uh, Phoenix, I looked at L.A., I looked at San Francisco, I looked at Seattle, I looked at Utah, uh, uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, I looked at Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, and I just looked at all these cities, and I thought, well, Lord, where, where, where? And I figured, well, from Denver... Uh, Phoenix is about 800 miles, 500 to Salt Lake, 1,200 to L.A., about 1,100, 1,200 to San Francisco, Vegas about 800, uh, Seattle about 12, 1,400, somewhere in there. And I don't know, I just eventually said, well, Las Vegas, Nevada. But I thought, well, well, that would never happen. Las Vegas would never happen. And the reason I'm giving this testimony to you is because everything that the Holy Spirit does with us individually, the, the real deep things that God does with us come through revelation come through insight into our present, what we do individually, our giftings, our calling. And then the Lord will give us a vision, speak a word to us. Uh, someone will give us a prophetic word. We'll see something in the Bible, and there will be a rhema word along with the logos. This is how God does it with each of us. The Lord told me in 1988 on the ladder that I would start a ministry. He spoke to me. I had a word. I knew it was Him. I know His voice. We all know the voice of God. And uh, we should trust the little thoughts that we have that we think are our own, but are actually the, the Holy Spirit speaking to us. We need to consider these little thoughts that we might have. And then we have to test whatever we think we hear. Um, we hear something, we have a thought, test it. Don't just act on it, test it. Unless it's an emergency, then you have to trust it. And by faith, you have to uh, act upon it. 
So he tells me I'm going to have a ministry. In 2001, in about March, he tells me, begin your ministry in June. He gave me a day, a Friday, June 2nd. It, we, it, it began the uh, Sabbath, right at sundown. I began my ministry when the day ended and when the new day began. I began it at the end of the week, the beginning of the Sabbath. Then, a few years later, I, like I stated just a few minutes ago, I have a map, and I'm thinking, well, okay, Las Vegas would be kind of the center of everything. And uh, I thought, well, and I prayed about it, I thought about it, and I put the map away. But I, I just thought, well, that's never going to happen, and I, I didn't know what else, you know. I just had to sit and wait. Everything comes by revelation. Well, in 2004, I'm, uh, and for some reason in 2004, I had friends in the past that used, that had radio ministries. And in the early, late 70s, early 80s, I worked with the ministry where I helped the ministry. We would host, I would, uh, call radio stations, and we would do radio broadcasts in Laramie, Wyoming, in Green River, Wyoming, in Denver, Colorado, in L.A., uh, Oxnard, California, Boston, all over. And for some reason in 2004, I thought, you know, maybe I should do radio. But that's about it. I had it in my thinking but I didn't act on it. Well, in November of 2004, I was at a fellowship one evening, a Sunday night, at uh, Mel Johnson, Pastor Mel Johnson, All Nations Church in Fort Collins. Mel and I have been friends for years, and we worked together. Again, ministry. I would assist him, help him. We would fellowship we were just, he has, he's called by God. And this is one thing with the fellowships that I would work with, the churches. If the pastor was not called by God to that work, I would not assist them. This is a principle with me. If they were not called, and I knew, I, I knew the intensity of the call on the men that I work with and it would help. If they were not called by God, I did not assist them. This is a principle to the you who are listening today who are in assemblies. If you're following if you're in the in the uh, under the umbrella of a minister, pastor, I'll just use the word pastor, that is not called by God and you have to have the discernment and you have to look at the fruit if the individual may not even be a Christian 
everything appears to be he is a Christian. Only the Holy Spirit can reveal to you that he's not even a member of the kingdom of heaven. And if he's not a member of the kingdom of heaven, and there are many assemblies that have Satanists who are the pastors, and they teach from the Gospels, and they are good, and they are sharp, and they know the New Testament, but they're not born again. Paul the Apostle talks about this all through, the, through his writings. Peter talks about it. John the Apostle talked about it. Christ himself warned about these type of individuals. If you don't have the discernment, and you're sitting in a congregation that has an individual that is from the kingdom of darkness as the pastor, you will not grow. And you are deceived. And you will be deceived. And you will miss what God really wants for you. Then there are those in these assemblies who are not called by God. They're born again. They're true believers. But they never had the call to be in those positions. They never had the... Christ never came to them and said to them, You are to be a pastor teacher, whatever. He did tell me I would be a minister. I would have a ministry. I would have, I would minister as he, Christ, would direct me. There are others who are in position because they're gifted. They've been put in those positions by men because they have qualifications. They're educated. Uh, they are uh, charismatic. They have natural abilities, but they were not called by God. If you are in an assembly with this type of an individual that is not called by God, then um, there are going to be consequences. There will be consequences. There will you will you will they will teach you a form a their doctrine and they may not be you know they may not be um, I want to be careful they won't address sin for what sin is and they will not have a vision for the time they will have a vision for their work they will have a vision for their programs, but they will not have a vision for their time, for the time that we are in. They will not have a, a uh, the Holy Spirit in power. They will have the right words. They will speak to the soul. They will speak their vision, but they will not have the Holy Spirit in power and um, because they are there, in a sense, illegitimately, they have self-appointed themselves to these positions. They are not in line with the plan and purpose of God for his assemblies, for his body, for his people, his family, for the ecclesia, for the church. They are a brick 
or a stone that is in an improper place. And everything that they are sitting upon may be solid, but everything that they are building that will rest upon them will not be stable. Things will above them, like a brick in the wall that is, you take a brick that is so many inches wide, tall, and you put in an, another brick that is not the exact same size, there it will begin a, <clears throat> to, a ripple effect in everything side to side and up above, and everything will be out of balance. They will not be building the perfectly in the kingdom of heaven. Now, the words that they speak from the scripture, this is the, the, uh, the one thing where the scripture will be true, that the word of God will accomplish that that it is to accomplish. Even a devil worshiper, devil worshiper, worshiper can say that uh, Jesus Christ is the son of God. That word, that word, the scripture, uh, it will accomplish that which it is intended, what is intended of that word to accomplish will be accomplished. So the devil worshipers can speak the scripture. The word of God will accomplish everything that it is intended to accomplish. And the same with those who are in positions that have not been called by God. Then you have um, false prophets. It, it gets it just goes on and on. Then you have false prophets. Christ said there would be false prophets, false teachers, uh, false apostles. Right on down the line. So going back to this matter of calling, I only work with people that I know are called by God and have been ordained by God to be pastors of ministries or men that are to be responsible in the body of Christ. The, uh, the people in these assemblies, those who are the members, they it is their responsibility individually to have the Holy Spirit, to pray, and to have the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit to make sure that they are positioned where Christ wants you to be positioned. Even if you are positioned in an assembly that you are not to be in, still the Word of God will do what it does, and God will still use that experience for good. All things will work together for good for those that love God, to those that are called according to the purpose. God will still use it. But it's better to be in an assembly that has been ordained by God for you to be in. And when you have been ordained to be in an assembly, then what will happen is you will flourish that the scripture the doctrine that you are to have will be solid the uh, 
real, the real men of God, their conduct will be an example. You'll have an example by watching what the men that you're under, you'll watch see their example. They will be upright. Uh, they will not be hypocrites. You'll learn much from their example. In my, the places where the Holy Spirit took me, I learned from what the, our Bible classes, everything I learned from that. I learned by watching the conduct of the men who were responsible, who my soul was in their hand. It really was because I didn't know anything about the Christian walk, the Christian life, the deep things of the scripture. But God put me in places where these men were solid biblically. The conduct with the ones that I was intimately, uh, uh, you know, that I was not intimately, I mean, those that were the ones responsible as pastors, they were the best. The best. Then within the whole assembly, uh, you had those others who were, they were questionable. There were things that were a little, they'd fudge here and there, and I didn't like it. I knew their their intensity toward the Lord, but they would they would deviate a little bit here and there, but I saw it. I watched. And eventually I would have to distance myself from them. I had to distance myself from those who began to pick up some strange, odd doctrine. And that's what we have to do. We distance ourselves from these type of people. They're still family. We have to be careful that uh our love for them and our concern for them, you know, we have to be, they're still family, but we have to put a distance between between us and them. I'll give you an example. The Apostle Paul with Barnabas. There was a time when they were one. They had the same objective in their purpose, in ministry, in the ministry as they would go out on these missionary journeys. But there came a day when Barnabas wanted to take his nephew, Mark. And uh, Mark just, Paul knew Mark was not yet mature enough to stand the hardships. And I don't mean walking day after day after day, you know, sleeping in different places, things of that nature. No. The persecution, the pressure from those who resisted the gospel, who resisted the gospel of peace. Jesus Christ, the gospel, uh, the true gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel of peace to all who believe. And Mark was too immature. Paul knew that. And he told Barnabas, no. Mark left us on a previous missionary journey. We can't depend on him. And Paul didn't have time to babysit. He really didn't. What God had called him to do and ordained him to do was going to be tough. It meant sacrifice. And Mark just wasn't there. Barnabas and Paul, they got into a heated argument. And, you know, we Christians, we think, well, you know, it's just a little bit of a shouting match. No. No. 
it was it was a heated uh, conversation. Barnabas said, "No, he's going to go with us." Paul said, "No, he's not faithful. He's not. He hasn't been faithful. He left us. No, he's not ready." And that eventually caused Paul and Barnabas to go a different way. Barnabas went one way with his nephew. Paul went another way. And sometimes we have to, because of the difference in doctrine or the difference in work, we have to go different ways. And with some of the men that I worked with in the past, we'd worked together for couple, three, four, five years, we were, the vision, everything was exact, was perfect, but because of some feelings that I wasn't comfortable with in character, I had to distance myself. We have to do that. We have to have the strength to do that when needed. Okay, we're at the bottom of the hour, and we'll be back in just a few minutes, and this is Rick Rodriguez, the host of the present the olive tree and lampstand ministry radio church program hello friends this is bradley dean show host for the sons of liberty join me on khnc 1360 a.m every weekday at 8 p.m saturdays at 5 to 7 p.m and sundays from 6 to 8 p.m are you done with the democrats and the republicans and with criminals running and ruining everything Are you tired of the millions of unconstitutional laws they've created and foist upon you? How about all the crimes they get away with regularly that go unpunished? Is your vote even going to count the way you intended it? If you're done with these games and want the Constitution actually enforced for real, then join us at tacticalcivics.com. At Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050, extension 116, and donate. Make a difference and be a part of God's work by creating a better future for kids and families. Lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050, extension 116. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And I would like to encourage everyone to make sure they are prepared financially as the Federal Reserve continues to destroy the value of the dollar. Since the closing of the gold window in 1971, the Federal Reserve has led the way in the explosion of debt and the devaluing of your money. They openly say that they need 2% inflation, which simply means they hope to devalue your money and they want to do this every single year, year after year. I know it's hard to understand, but the Federal Reserve believes in prosperity through debt and growth via the devaluation of your future. To learn more about how to protect yourself, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800-951-0592 and protect yourself against the devaluing of your money. The Federal Reserve is in control of our money, but lately control is the last word you would use to describe the Fed. Emergency rate cuts, huge increases in their balance sheet, the constant blowing of bubbles and boom and bust cycles that just leave most of us busted. 
I'm Joe Jaquin, owner of the Patriot Trading Group, and we have been protecting people's wealth for almost 25 years. Stop playing the Fed's game and get your wealth protected. Call us at 800-951-0592 or visit our website at allamericangold.com. This is Rick Rodriguez, host of The Present Truth, Monday through Friday, 2 to 3. Topics, American world hegemony, the new world order, secret societies, one world religion, weather warfare, international wars, transhumanism. Join me, 1360 KHNC. With uh, we believers in the world where we are now in time, there is a war between the children of God and the children of the devil. This isn't about Republican to Democrat, not about races about nations. The scripture makes it clear that in the time in which we are in at the end of the world, especially the last decade, there will be a war against Christ and His children. The knowledge of Christ and the children children of God that are faithful to Christ. We're in that time. Even the believers in the family of God will turn on the other members that are faithful to Christ in the family of God. You may not think that is true. You will think that Christians are all going to to be one. We have the same God. We have the same purpose. Well, because the in the family of God there are dysfunctional members and dysfunctional meaning even to the point where they will betray each other Christ said this would be the case this would be the experience that would take place especially in the last decade before his return there are I'm going to go back to what I was finishing with here in the last segment, in the last uh, before the break. But I present these thoughts to you. I have today planned Paul and what he said to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1, also uh, in Hebrews chapter 1, and also in. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Paul, in these chapters, makes the same point that everything we believers, everything, our focus is in Jesus Christ. And our focus is on the teachings of the Lord Jesus or Yeshua. These teachings are vital for a healthy church. And then 
in these chapters, it talks about, in a sense, the members of the body of Christ who are out of position, dysfunctional. Those dysfunctionalism in the, in the churches of God, all seven of the churches, but I really address more perfectly or directly, intentionally, the evangelical churches in America, the Pentecostal churches, the charismatic churches, messianic churches, uh, fundamental churches, there are these different flavors. Evangelicals. I include the Catholics. I include Lutherans. I include all of the other assemblies, the Orthodox churches, all of them. But my ministry is more focused to the body of Christ in the evangelical churches. This is what God has called me to do. Again, my ministry is to the whole body, to all believers, in all the churches, but I direct and my focus is to the evangelical community. We are dysfunctional. What do I mean dysfunctional? I mean dysfunctional like a uh, your vehicle. Let's say your front right tire is out of balance and you're going down the road. Well, if your tire is out of balance, that tire is going to put extra stress on your uh, suspension system. And it's going to call for an unpleasant ride for those in the vehicle. Now, dysfunctionalism, let's say those that are in the family of God, I'll use this example, that are poor. Well, the poor, sure, there's going to be dysfunctionalism with those that maybe are poor. There might be addictions, drugs, alcohol, uh, perversions, this, things of this nature. And that throws that tire out of balance. But then, let's look at the other spectrum. You have those that are very wealthy, they're very well educated. They may have positions of authority, power, status. But they may also have, let's say, problems with their drugs, alcohol, things like this. Also, they may have, and on both spectrums, you're going to have pride. You're going to have arrogance. You're going to have uh, conditions in your conduct that are conditions of the flesh. You're going to be short-tempered. You're going to be unfaithful. You're going to have no patience. All these type of things. So it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum. There can be dysfunctionality. And that throws that tire off, out of balance. And it destroys your suspension system. In the kingdom of heaven... There is order in a dysfunctional, I have to say, in the evangelical churches in America. There is this dysfunctionalism. I could just make a list of everything that is wrong with this assembly, these assemblies of God. 
This is exactly what Christ said, and Paul and Peter and the other apostles stated would happen at the end of the world. The body you would have in the family of God, you would have what Christ said in Matthew chapter 16. The gates of hell will not prevail against the builded church. The builded church. And he uses the term, in the Greek, it's ecclesia. Everybody talks about the ecclesia, but they don't define what the ecclesia is. They use that word, ecclesia, ecclesia. They don't know what that means. They don't see. You cannot understand the ecclesia until you look at the whole family of God and you understand dysfunctional Christianity, dysfunctional members in the body of Christ. If you're going to understand ecclesia, you have to see the whole family of God. There is in the family of God a group that the gates of hell do not prevail against. That is the ecclesia. The whole family of God is not the ecclesia. It is They are members of the body of Christ. They are members of the church as a whole, as a family, as a system, that be, a, a group that believes in Jesus Christ. But they are not the ecclesia. The ecclesia are those in the family that the gates of hell are not prevailing against. This is where everybody that speaks about the ecclesia, this is where they miss it. No, Christ is not coming back for a church that is perfect. He's coming back for a church that is apostate. It's very clear what the Apostle Paul states in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. There is an apostasy. There is a falling away. There is an abandoning of Christ in a relationship with Christ as your Messiah, as the Messiah. There's an, uh, the relationship. They depart from a relationship with the Holy Spirit, with the God that saves them. They depart. They back away. They distance themselves from Him as an individual in an experience of who we should all experience Christ daily. But then also, there's a matter of teachings. They leave and do not think, do not uh, take any... Uh, they, they, the teachings of Christ have no value. The teachings of Christ are uh, irrelevant that God will give them whatever they want, protect them, keep them, bless them. That's what's valuable. But the teachings are not valuable. There are teachings that God promises us all blessings. He promises us the very best. Well, the very best may be a hardship. The very best might be a little bit of Conflict, a little bit of uh, distress. The very best for the Apostle Paul and the Apostles, the very best was Peter being in jail the night before he's to be executed, and he's sound asleep, 
because he knows he'd, Christ had given him a word that when you grow old, Peter, when you grow old, and Peter's still a young man. He's probably in his early 20s, mid-20s. When you grow old, Peter. So Peter thought, well, I'm not going to die. They're not going to kill me. They're not going to do anything to me. Because he had a word from himself about his future. And I'm still tying into my ministry and how I ended up where I am. But in the meantime, I have to fill this in. The ecclesia is not the whole assembly, all the churches of God, the family of God. That is not the ecclesia. And if you look at the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and 3, <clears throat> Christ does, the, the angel reveals to John exactly what Jacob did to his 12 children. Jacob gave all of his 12 children a prophetic word about their lineage and who they were at that time according to their personalities and what the blessings that God had for each of his children. And he gave them all a word. You can read it in the book of Genesis. Well, in the book of Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3, at the end of each, to each, the address to each assembly, to each of these lampstands, to he who overcomes. So did, were there all, did everyone in the, in the church of Ephesus, were they overcomers? No. How about Smyrna? No. Pergamus? Thyatira? Sardis? Philadelphia? Even Philadelphia. The church of brotherly, brotherly love. Even there, to they, to he who overcomes, will I. This is in each of these churches. There were those that were dysfunctional. Those who were overcomers, they are the ecclesia. They are those who the gates of hell did not prevail against. So, in the, in the body of Christ in America, in these assemblies, in the evangelical churches, doesn't matter. You know, people are concerned because I, I talk about the Pentecostals because everybody attacks the Pentecostals. I'm going to tell you, the Holy Spirit, like I had mentioned earlier, I was with the finest Pentecostal ministers that only Christ could bring to me. <coughs> Mel, Brother Mel Johnson in Fort Collins, Colorado, All Nations Church. One of the finest. Why? One thing you see when you go into his assemblies, you see the love of this man for his, the people in his assembly. Many, many, many thousands have come and gone. But this man the love that he has for them and the love they have for him. Down in Denver, uh, Pastor Bob Johnson, all nation uh, with the Children's Church. The Children's Church in Denver, Colorado, East Colfax, 
his ministry was to children, not to the adults. The adults were unteachable. The adults were problems. You think the children were problems? No. The adults were a big, great, much greater problem and more difficult than the children. And I met Brother Johnson through a friend, mutual friend. And my wife and I began to work with him. Just children. The oldest boy at the time I think we left was going to turn 16. He didn't have a ministry to teenagers, 18, 19, 20. No, no, no. He didn't deal with these people. God didn't let him. And the youngest, the youngest was about four, <coughs> four years of age. And she'd been molested. And these were the children of families where the, the, the mother had two, three children out of wedlock. They were on government programs. The city of Aurora was assisting them. Denver was assisting them. They were getting, these children were never going to graduate from high school. Their parents were, you know, uh, one family. There was a young Anglo, Hispanic, and black. Well, actually Hispanic, but many were bi biracial, and they were poor. And some of them didn't have, they'd come to assembly, and then the next week they'd come with the same clothes on. This is, these children you would think are dysfunctional. These, these children are, I'm telling you, they were the cream. They were the top. I've had less problem with them than I've had with other people. These kids, these kids, they were very simple. I couldn't get their attention. Their attention span, four seconds, five seconds, maybe. So what I would do is I would tell them, okay, I'm going to, and, and Brother Johnson, uh, he asked me, so he could take a break if I would take over the children's church if I'd go ahead and be the pastor during the service I said sure and I thought this is no problem these little children are going to be a piece of cake boy was I wrong they were all over the I mean they couldn't sit still they didn't listen but they were better students than most believers that are 16 and above. I'll be back in a few minutes. Rick Rodriguez. Hey everyone, JD's Appliance Sale and Service is looking to hire an experienced appliance technician. They work on most major brand appliances. You must have a clean driving record and be able to pass a drug test. Wages based on experience. Email your resume to kday at jdaysappliance.com. That's K, the letter K, D-A-Y, at J, the letter J, D-A-Y-S, appliance.com. Or call 970-669-1357.
Hey, this is Rod from PCs and Parts in Loveland. We're your local computer and parts repair store. We have been in business for over 18 years, and we have been fixing computers and love doing that. If you're having anything with technical-related issues, come by and see us. To reach us, call us at 970-203-0696 or go to our website at PCsandparts.com. We'd love to talk to you about your particular problems. With costs of everything skyrocketing, including the cost of homes, cars, and education, making the need for more life insurance a necessity. Whether you're looking to purchase for the first time or you simply need to add to what you already have, I can help you. I'm Joey Jaquint with Northwestern Mutual, and we offer the best insurance plans in the country. U.S. News and World Reports just ranked us the best insurance company in the United States in 2022. From low-cost term insurance for those just starting out that start around $25 per month to our popular blended insurance that will actually pay you money at the end of the policy. You heard me right, an insurance policy that will actually pay you out if you don't use it. Why us? Because Northwestern Mutual is the best. We have plans where if you are just starting out, you can go with one of our low-cost term plans, and as you grow financially, we can switch you into a blended plan five or ten years down the road as well to increase amounts and keep up with inflation. To find out more, call me, Joey Jaquin, at 602-909-9048. The conscious and intelligent manipulation of the organized habits and opinions of the masses is an important element in democratic society. Those who manipulate this unseen mechanism of society constitute an invisible government, which is the true ruling power of our country. Edward Bernays, Propaganda, 1928. Hey, Chris Lewis here with My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com, 970-776-0258. At My Favorite Gunsmith, all I do is repair firearms. I love freedom more than guns, but the only thing that separates a free man from a slave is firearm ownership. I would only add that it needs to work. All of my guns work. Do yours? Find out. 970-776-0258. My Favorite Gunsmith at MyFavoriteGunsmith.com. That's 970-776-0258. Well, one hour is gone. Can't believe it. The podcast for these programs are on 1360KHNC.com to the podcast section for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. My contact information, if you want to support me or contact me, is Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And uh, again, the podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. I... uh, just feel to give this testimony because those there are those that are called to positions of responsibility in the body of Christ. This is a very important matter. There are those that are in responsible, responsible positions that have not been called. They are there for other reasons. And the Members in these assemblies, they just, you know, you just need to be in a church. You just need to be in a church. No, you don't need to just be in a church. You need to 
Ask the Holy Spirit, where am I to be? What am I to do? And which assembly, if I'm to be involved in an assembly, where should I be involved? And uh, I don't just recommend you just join yourself to an assembly without really praying because you don't know where you're going to end up. Am I against being in assemblies? Absolutely not. It was that I was I was born again, and for th- almost three this year I was born again in 1971, and for about four years, three years, I was unchurched. I had an experience of the Holy Spirit, but outside of any type of church setting. But I learned the Holy Spirit. I learned who Christ was. I knew He was God. I knew He was real. I knew He was walking me through the following period after I met Him. I knew He was with me. And then, in the spring of 1974, He told me, you need to be baptized. And I attempted in... April to be baptized between April and May to be baptized three different times and it fell through each time I ended up going to Berkeley California to be baptized in the fountain on the UC Berkeley campus that's where I would be baptized my sins are still there you can go there if you want if you have the time and you'll see my sins there in that fountain and the sins of about uh, ten other kids that were baptized with me that night, I think eight, eight or ten. So, but that's where the Holy Spirit led me at the right time to be baptized, and then He used it for a further purpose. Okay, we're done with hour one. I'm going to resume in the second hour. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com for the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program. We'll be back in a few minutes after the break. Okay, God bless you. That are Those that are dropping off, God bless you. The rest of you, we'll see you in a second. Gen C is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online Go to 1360KHNC.com. Click on the shop button. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. It's beginning to look a lot. Hey, friends. Freddie Freeman here. You're wondering what to get that special someone for Christmas, and they're a prepper. Wonder no longer. 1360KHNC.com has you covered. Just click on the Patriot Supply button and find that perfect gift for that special someone today. With plenty of survival products from emergency survival food, water filtration systems, survival coffee, and more, My Patriot Supply has got the perfect gifts for you. Just click that Patriot Supply button only on 1360KHNC.com. Blue Dragon Spa in Longmont, Colorado, 1811 Hover Street, 720-680-0492. A new spa started by Steve, the Red Pill Truth Guy, and his wife, Valentina. Drop by. We offer manicure and pedicure, facial, and more. 
We have new state-of-the-art equipment, and we use the best materials available. Yeah, give us a call, 720-680-0492. We're at 1811 Hover Street in at Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303-651-2050, extension 116, and donate. Make a difference and be a part of God's work by creating a better future for kids and families lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050 extension 116 Hey guys, Tommy with Revo Knives. Wanted to let you know that we're bringing our knives laser engraved here for 1360 KHNC. You can pick them up at 2 South Parish Avenue here in Johnstown at their radio station. They're laser engraved with their logo. We're really proud to partner with them and have our Revo Knives on display all for you guys to carry with your EDC rotation. Certainly can't underestimate the quality or the value you get for the money. Stop by and see them today or pick one up at RevoKnives.com. Is your fireplace not running right? Do you need maintenance or a fresh new look? I'm Keith, owner and service technician. And I'm Amy, scheduler for Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical, servicing Northern Colorado. We service all brands of gas fireplaces, freestanding and built-in pellet stoves and fire pits. Call Abundant Flame Fireplace and Mechanical at 970-966-0217. Again, 970-966-0217. Or visit us on the web at Abundant-Flame.com. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farmland, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. 
Living Sharp is a lifestyle here at TBB's. You need to look sharp, carry sharp, and most importantly, be sharp. Let us show you how sharp it can be today. We're pushing ourselves to take as many walk-ins at both locations, but if we can't squeeze you in, we'll make a convenient appointment for you. Give us a call at 970-617-2158 for our Loveland location located at 4th and Garfield or in Mead at 720-745-0783 on the southeast corner of Highway 66 and I-25. If you're tech savvy, hit us up on tommysbarbersandblades.com and as always, live sharp. The views and opinions expressed on 1360 KHNC are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Excursion Broadcasting Network. And welcome back to the second hour of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I'm your host, Rick Rodriguez. I am the founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry. I founded it in June of 2001. I began a testimony in the first hour of how this all came about. And uh, my main point is that we all have something that the Holy Spirit has asked us to do in our lives, and He reveals these things to us through visions, dreams, speaking to us through a word, through somebody else giving us a prophetic word. And this is God's way. The ways of God never change. They are constant in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The ways that of God back then are the same today. They don't change. I was uh, finishing out the last hour talking about with the, in my ministry, I minister, I help, I assist where needed. And in the past, the Holy Spirit would take me to different ministries to work with men to help them with their ministries. And as whatever the Holy Spirit would ask me to do, I would just do it. That is part of what I do, part of my ministry. That's one leg. The other leg is I am to minister to the body of Christ, the whole body, Catholic, Lutheran, and the evangelical churches are my focus. And I minister uh, the reality of who the Lord Jesus is. He is not distant. He is not far away. He is not on vacation. He daily is visiting each of his children. Daily he is concerned for each of his children. He uh, daily, as God, as the uh, Abba, the father to each of his children, he has the concern that his children follow him that he can get their attention so that they follow him. He suckers, he draws, he woos, he sings, he, uh, whatever is needed to catch your attention, that's what he does. So that once he has your attention, he can bring you forward. When he brings you forward, he brings you forward to himself. But that's, that's one side of it. 
The other side is he pulls you away from something very negative. He's drawing you away from something that is destructive, something that is caustic, something that causes decay, harm, hurt, death. He's drawing you from something to something. He's drawing you from a plan that you may have in your life which is going to go nowhere, which is not going to bear any fruit, is not going to be uh, valuable in any way, in any way, to draw you to something that is eternal. A relationship with Him, firstly, that's where it always ends up initially, to have a relationship with Him, so you get to know Him. He knows you, He wants you to know Him. And as you get to know Him, He can speak to you. He can reveal to you why you were created. My my wife gave me a verse years ago, apprehending that for which you have been apprehended. Why have you been apprehended? For what reason? For what purpose? He, uh, You're minding your own business. You're going down the road. I'll give you that example. And uh, an officer pulls you over. And the officer comes to your window. You roll down your window. And you don't have any reason to be pulled over. You weren't speeding. You weren't bouncing from left, inside to outside of the lane you were in. <clears throat> your vehicle's in good condition. So, officer, why did you pull me over? Well, it's the officer's responsibility to tell you why you were pulled over. Why you've been basically apprehended. Officer, why did you apprehend me? Well, this is exactly Christ wants to reveal to you why you have been apprehended. I was minding my own business, and Christ one day, through a set of circumstances, I am born again. And I know I'm born again, and down the road, I he directs me, from point to point to point, eventually I end up, uh, I'm unschooled, I'm unchurched. I'm going to finish that testimony. I am not against people being in churches. I am not against that. I am for you being in the exact place where the Holy Spirit will teach you perfectly what is necessary and vital for your future. Sometimes, And this is going to be so odd for many people to think. But the thing is this, and this is Scripture. Christ is outside of the camp. He's outside of the system, outside of the structure, outside of a controlled environment. Now, yes, he is in, like I gave you the example of this friend of mine in or Collins, Brother Mel, uh, Pastor, Pastor Mel Johnson. He has a ministry, and the people that are ordained to be with him are there. He has a ministry to the body of Christ. Are all people to be there? No. And uh, another brother years ago, John Stalker, he had a ministry. His ministry... He had a uh, ability and a gift 
And many people were there. Were all people to be in his fellowship? No. God chooses where he's going to place you. And that is where you want to be placed. But Christ is outside the camp. And in these churches here in northern Colorado, are all of these churches ordained by God? I say no. There are those that are. There are men that are in these responsible positions in these assemblies, some of them. But not everyone is ordained by God. There are other motives with the men who are at the head of these ministries. It is your responsibility to find out where you are to be. And with me, uh, I have a ministry. This is where I, how I minister, over the radio. Okay, I'm going to tie all this together, but you've got to be, you, you have to have the uh, endurance, the grace, and the way in which to listen to all three programs so you can get the whole focus, because I am explaining a vehicle to you. I'm explaining the motor. I'm explaining the chassis. I'm explaining the suspension system, the drivetrain, the transmission, the, the, uh, the whole vehicle. But it's taken me, I have to explain the tires. I have to explain all of this in pieces and then put it all together. It's going to take three hours. It's going to take actually longer than that. But I'm going to try to condense it. But I'm, not, I'm going to be thorough. I'm not going to be pushed. I'm going to be as clear and as uh, descriptive as I can be. So, I'm with, to go back, when I finish the last hour, my wife and I are with this brother in Denver, a children's church. And for that first time, I get up there before these children. It's only an hour and I know I am in trouble because I'm talking to the youngest little girl. She's like four years old. The others are like 15, and there's a whole swing in between. Blacks and Hispanic and Anglo and just a mix. And uh, all of them, just a few of them are, most of them just got out of bed and slept in the clothes that they wore on that Sunday. Uh, they, their minds and their little heart, their little tummies are on. After the meeting, we fed them. Pastor Johnson would feed them, and then he'd have clothing for them. And they would rifle through this clothing to try to get whatever they could find, and that's where they got their clothing from. Their mothers didn't go down to Goodwill. That's where they got their clothing from. The young little boys, little girls, and I'm telling you, they are full of life. But their tummies, they haven't even had breakfast. So they're thinking about what's cooking. It was a rec center. And I knew I was in trouble. And after that first meeting, I remember praying, Lord Jesus, I do not know. I thought this would be a piece of cake. And I realized there's no way. It's not that they had to come up to where I was. 
It's that I had to go down to where they were in their little understanding and their little minds. But the Holy Spirit spoke something to me. He said, I'm going to teach you to teach these little children because if you, as you learn to teach these little children the most difficult, then I'm going to teach you to teach the older people, those that are even more difficult. These little children are going to be a piece of cake. And you're going to find out that by me teaching you how to teach these kids, then you're going to teach the rougher, the harder, the the group that doesn't listen, that don't have an ear to hear. But if I can teach you, and I'm going to teach you to teach them, and then you can teach everyone else. And for that nine months, I had the most wonderful experience. My wife and I both. We drove the buses. We went to pick these kids up. We took them home. We got to be with them. This was a fantastic, fantastic time. Talk about falling in love with a little church, a children church. And very simple. I'd give them the the, uh, the 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 principle of the wheat and the tares, and we even had to have eventually a little little kind of a skit so they could see it, not just hear it. They could kind of see the wheat and the tares. And the second week, they were still pretty unruly. By the third week, the Lord gave me some wisdom. They had a little machine out there for a quarter. You could get this little round plastic thing with a ring or a whistle or something in that little plastic. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. And so I would hold up a quarter and I say, "Okay, now at the when we're finished, I'm going to ask questions, and whoever can answer the question, I'm going to give them a quarter." Whoa, that meant either a can of pop or a soft drink or one of those little. So they began to pay attention. I had to bribe them. This is what you almost. This is what Christ has to do with us. He has to bribe us. He's the, he's the master of the bribe. You think you're going to get bribed at a casino or some other place? No, 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 no. The Lord Jesus is the master of the bribe. He's the one that has to sucker you. He's the one that has to trick you for holy, righteous, eternal purposes. He tricks you. I never realized he was the master of the bribe, but he did. That's what he taught me to do. Bribe these little guys. And then I'd get, I'd see they get a little restless, so I'd ask a question. Okay, so there's a wheat and the tares. So what is the good tear? And the hand would go up. And I said, what is it, little boy? Uh, I don't know. I said, okay, you better listen. You don't get a quarter. And then everybody else says, I know, I know, I know. And then whoever get it right, they get the quarter. That really was an incentive to all these kids to pay attention. And I'd give away, I don't know couple of bucks worth of quarters a day at least or on a Sunday but anyhow that is how the Holy Spirit works and this was arranged by the Lord to work with a brother who needed help and then he, I'm teaching the children and he says I'm going to take care of the adults I'll teach the adults they're going to be much easier so he starts teaching the adults and he'd have a little church service for them while the kids were in session. At the end of the 
meeting, he goes, Brother, I don't know. He said, I, these, these, uh, these mothers and these older, they are, they are, they don't, they don't get it. They're tough. They don't, they're not learning anything. I can't teach them anything. He was frustrated. Oh, well, you know, Brother Johnson, uh, you know, well, yeah, well, well, I'll go again next week. For nine months he tried that, and almost every, after every meeting he'd say, they're difficult. I can't teach them anything. And here I'm having a great time with these children. So now that is how the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit asked me to do. I help and assist as I can, where I can. But then eventually the Lord said, okay, now you begin your own ministry. Now going back to the beginning of the, this program in the first hour, I am now uh, in 2003, and I'm looking at a map of western United States, and I realize that the Lord is going to give me a kind of a more of a, a, a macro world to, to minister to, not just a micro world, but more of a macro world. That came through Him. It didn't come through me. And I looked at the map, Phoenix... L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, Salt Lake, Las Vegas, Nevada, Denver. And I knew Denver was not it. And the reason I know that is because the Lord had also spoke to me that you're going to minister to the Pacific side of the country, not the Atlantic side. I'm going to move you out of Denver. I'm moving you out of Colorado. Colorado is very difficult extremely difficult so much witchcraft so much evil and and every time I have lived on the Pacific side of this country I have been just financially I would flourish and just in every way well then I think Las Vegas Nevada but I'd never end up in Las Vegas never I would never end up in Las Vegas well, in 2004, my wife's mother was ill. She lived in Phoenix. And we went down. She had to have an operation. And uh, she was going to be in recovery for a few days. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to drop over into Las Vegas. And I'm going to uh, visit a friend I hadn't seen for a long time. This was in September 2004. So, okay. So I take off drive over, and about 4.35 o'clock at night, I, I drop over coming up from the dam side of the uh, valley, and I come over. We, My wife and I, we just were engaged, and we'd been in Las Vegas on the way back from a trip with a church group uh, in, two, in 1976, and Las Vegas was just, I mean, it was just a little tiny, dinky little city. Well, I come over from the southwest corner, a southeast corner, and here is this <clears throat> massive, massive, beautiful city. I came over, I honest, my mouth dropped open, and I went, wow. I said, Lord Jesus, wow, look at this. This is a 
diamond. This is beautiful. Wow. All I could do is just marvel. I'm going, wow, wow. And I, for some weird reason, this was a baptism uh, in that, uh, uh, the, I was being baptized. I was under the, sp the spell, under the, uh, just the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit was just on me. All I could do is slow down. I didn't want to rush. I, I was kind of almost 50 miles an hour in the two-lane, three-lane, and I'm going, whoa, I couldn't believe it. I'm just looking. I'm going, I can't believe this. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with the city. I definitely was born in Denver, but I didn't fall in love with Denver. Lived in Longmont, but I didn't fall in love with Longmont. Grew, uh, grew up in Colorado, but I really wasn't in love with Colorado. But here I'm in love with the city. This is the way the Holy Spirit does it. Something will happen in your life, and you'll just have a baptism of the Holy Spirit, something that you can't understand, something that you don't know, your mind can't wrap, uh, you just can't grasp it. And here I'm thinking, what, what is it? What is it about this? Why, why, look at this magnificent city. What is it? That's all I can think of. And I'm driving down, down, dropping off the hill there. I'm going, I can't believe this. And I get on, get on to Las Vegas Boulevard and I'm just creeping. I'm going, I don't believe this. Uh, this is too much. This is unbelievable. I'm just telling you and expressing to you the baptism that I was having for Las Vegas, Nevada, not realizing what was in store. And I go over, meet the friend, we spend the day. I drive back, spend the night, drive back the next day. I, I'm just mesmerized. I am just, wow, 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 wow. Then, in 2004, Sunday night in November, I'm at Brother Mel's uh, All Nations Church Sunday afternoon, and it's getting dark. And he has a brother and sister from Colorado Springs who are prophetic. They're from one of the prophetic ministries down there, Pentecostal Ministries. And they're given, at the end of the meeting, they stand up and they start to give prophetic words to people that are there attending. And uh, we're watching. We're just fascinating, just fascinating. We understand the the, what it means to give prophetic words. We are comfortable with it if we trust the individuals giving the words. And we did. And she was, the, the lady, the husband and wife, they were finished. They were, they were black. And uh, then she, the wife, uh, is standing in the middle between the two aisles. And she looks over and she sees my wife and I. And she says, when did you guys come in? When did you come in? And we looked at each other and said, well, we've been here the whole time. No, no, I, no, you weren't here. I didn't see you. I said, well, yeah, we've been here. And she looked at her husband and asked her husband, did you see them? And he said, no. And she said, no, you, you just came in. No, we've been here. Well, then she gave me a, a she just out of nowhere, she just said, she, she just stood up and she got angry. She said, she pointed at me and she said, 
You were supposed to be on television. You were supposed to be on the radio. And Satan has cheated you. Satan has robbed you. She was mad. She was upset. She looked at her husband and she said, you were supposed to be on the radio. And she said, she prayed. <coughs> and she said, she prayed that the Lord would fulfill His plan and purpose. And my wife and I, I felt in early 2004 to begin to pray for a radio, but I couldn't find anything in Colorado, just that I didn't feel comfortable with. KLT down in Denver, I just uh, didn't feel comfortable. I'd even gone to some of the FM stations, which are the bigger stations uh, on the FM dial that Swindoll and all these people are on. I'd gone in to check on their what they would charge. Well, you, you have to be a big... You can't get on those stations. It's impossible unless you're a big ministry. And uh, it's not a pay-as-you-go. So she said, you are you were, are to be on the radio. God is going to open doors for you and you are going to do what God ordained for you to do. And she was upset. She was mad. And I'm just, my wife and I are just sitting there like, okay. We didn't know what to think. But I knew, I have to tell you the truth, I knew in my heart, I knew she was right. Because we had been praying for it. The little family church that we're in, which is a family church, we prayed for it. We'll be right back. Continue in a second. Rick Rodriguez. You're listening to KHNC 1360 AM. Please join us Friday mornings from 7 to 9 a.m. with Kevin LaRusso on Common Nonsense, sponsored by Tactical Civics. The real cost of the state is the prosperity we do not see, the jobs that don't exist, the technologies to which we do not have access, the businesses that do not come into existence, and the bright future that is stolen from us. The state has looted us just as surely as a robber who enters our home at night and steals all that we love. Frederick Bastiat. Hey, all you Sharp community members. Are you ready for the next level in your haircut? If you live up here in northern Colorado, visit us in Loveland at 4th and Garfield. You can always have a walk-in, but we highly recommend an appointment. Give us a call at 970-617-2158. Or if you live a little south, we have a shop for you in Mead, Colorado on Highway 66 and I-25, just behind the tractor supply. Give us a ring at 720-745-0783, and we can get you set up with a convenient appointment. We look forward to seeing you at either shop and taking care of the family. And as always, live sharp. As the economy tightens, retailers are getting their products in front of thousands of new customers every month. The P.E. Gun Show is a whole family event featuring toys, craft items, food, survival and hunting accessories. Every show is loaded with potential buyers looking for your products. For table rental information, contact peshows.com or call them at 970-663-9101. 
the new 90,000 square foot premier events expo center located at the Greeley Mall off Highway 34 is the perfect indoor space to plan your next event. Weddings, graduations, concerts, or fairs, this space can accommodate. For leasing information, contact PEShow.com or call them at 970-663-9101. That's PEShows.com, 970-663-9101. Reasons to own gold. Reason number 725. The government goes out of its way to make you believe Social Security has an account with your name on it with money just for you. But the Supreme Court ruled that payments due under Social Security are not property rights and are not protected. Social Security is merely a tax and the government is under no obligations to pay you anything. Call the Patriot Trading Group at 800-951-0592 or visit allamericangold.com. Hi, everybody. Glenn Tate, co-host of Prepping 2.0. Shelby Gallagher here. Join us Saturdays at 9 a.m. Right here on 1360 KHNC. Where we bring you great ideas to take your preps to the next level. So now we'll continue. I like this song, and the reason I play it is because this was from the period of time of the Jesus Movement, which is going to be for another program. Uh, the Jesus Movement, this was a phenomena uh, that took place of the Holy Spirit, one of the major, major moves of the Holy Spirit in this country and in the nation uh, or this world. Uh, for the time of the end. And I don't have time for it today, but I will do a program on that. This baby boom generation move of the Holy Spirit and the born-again move in America uh, was the beginning of the Holy Spirit's plan to once again bring a unity between the Jewish believers and the Gentile believers, the Messianic and uh, non-Messianic Christians in the family of God. But I don't have time for it. That will be for another program. This is why podcasts are on 1360KHNC.com. And this is why uh, you return week after week, 9 to noon. Please tell your friends, family, those that are prophetic, those that you know are uh, really searching for the plan and the will and the knowledge of what God is doing presently. Direct them to the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. Tell them about it. Give them the uh, the podcast address, 1360KHNC.com. Pray for me. I need wisdom, big wisdom. I need protection, great protection. I need the help of the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, so I do re- desire and covet your prayers Uh in spirit, not in the flesh, not in the soul, in the spirit, 
that God's will be done. Because this is the plan of the Holy Spirit for this area. And he's using this station for that plan. Now I'm going to go back to, I'm giving you this testimony. God spoke to me a word that I would have a ministry. And I began my ministry. Two legs. Assist where I'm needed. Assist ministries. Secondly, that I would minister in a macro world to where God would have me minister to. So, not a micro world. There was a time when the Holy Spirit had me minister to a micro world. And I still do minister to a micro world, but also to a macro world. So now, on that November night, Sunday, this sister, I forgot their name, she prophesied that I will be on the radio. She prayed for it, that I would not be cheated anymore by the devil. So now, I have a prophetic word from individuals, a a husband and wife team that I trust, that I would be on the radio. I'd already been in Vegas in September, I fell in love with it. I had a baptism of love for a city. Don't ask me how that works. Then, in about, I think it was early January. No, I think it was uh, maybe November later that year. I took a trip to California to visit a friend. It was when that that, uh, landslide hit. I think it was Valencia, California, when that heavy rains I went to visit a friend, but on the way <coughs> on the way back, after that trip to California, I stopped in Las Vegas, and there's a little pay-as-you-go radio station. Uh, the manager's name was Fred Hodges, and I stopped in to visit him, and uh, we just visited. I told him where I was from. I gave him some things that I had written. And we just hit it off. And uh, so then went back back home, got back to Colorado. In about February, I have a friend that I visited in, visited in September. He called me, and the two of us, we used to paint together. We used to paint for the same contractor. And... Uh, he called me, and he was uh, taking care of an estate there in Las Vegas for a very, very well-known individual. And uh, he, we were visiting. He said, hey, he said, I've got some work for you out here if you, have, if you need work. We need painting done. He has benches all over the property. Uh, and if you want to work, Hey, you've got work. I said, well, okay, well, let me think about it. That was early February. I think it was late January, early February. Then we talked again in about about two weeks later. He said, I've got some work for you out here, these benches. He wants to get them painted. I said, okay. I didn't feel led by the Lord to do anything just then, but then he called me right at the end of, February, and he said, "Listen, the uh, the friend, the the guy I work for, his 
he adopted a, a young man, and the young man passed away. And he's going to do a the funeral here on the ranch. And the uh, on the the name of the ranch was the Legends Ranch. He's going to do a the funeral here, and he wants the everything to look nice. So either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. I need to know. This is a uh, Friday, and next week. Uh, on Saturday, eight days from now, is when the people are going to do the ceremony. And I said, well, let me call you back. I called him back the next day, Saturday, and I said, okay, Steve, I will leave uh, Sunday morning. I'll be there Sunday night. Got there Sunday night. He showed me what needed to be done. I was in love with that city. I cannot believe it. And so I went ahead and began to paint through that week. I began to paint benches. Got them done. Got them set back in place. And then he decided that he needed a bigger facility indoor because it was raining quite a bit and he needed to do it inside. So they didn't do anything with that. But the man was impressed with my work. And he had, he said, well, I have more work if you want to if you want to uh, remain, do some more work. And he showed me what else he needed painted, painting. And I said, okay. My wife had flown to Kodiak, Alaska. She was up there working. Her brother and some friends bought a lodge for fishing. They were working on the lodge. And I think it was about a Thursday, the, about maybe 12, 12 days later, she was getting ready to leave Alaska and fly back to Denver. Well, I felt to stay in Vegas because I'd been given quite a bit of work from this friend. And I called her up. I said, honey, fly to Vegas. What? Fly to Vegas. Don't fly to Denver. Fly to Las Vegas. Well, well, uh, and she was pretty apprehensive all the pretty girls and the strip clubs and the alcohol and the booze and the sin and the and you know the whole thing and we're christian people and we're not supposed to be in a city like that where it's just decadence and you know gambling and i said no when your brother buys you the ticket fly to vegas don't fly to denver well are you sure yes and she was very concerned and i said no the Lord wants you to fly here. She said, well, okay. She's pretty apprehensive. But she got the ticket. Excuse me. She got the ticket. She flew in. I think she flew in on the Thursday. And uh, picked her up. And bingo. It was absolutely felt right as just absolutely perfect. The balance the spirit. We stayed with the friend through the weekend. Then on Monday, I wanted her. I wanted to introduce her to the friend over at the radio station. So we went in on Monday. Now, actually, I think we went in on Tuesday to visit Fred. And I went in and said, "Fred, hi. This is my wife." And we just sat down. And we were visiting. And he got a call 
for somebody that wanted to sell and advertise for gold on the station. And Fred told him, he said, well, he said, you know, you don't want to advertise here. You're going to waste your money. This audience is a pretty poor audience, and you won't, they, won't, you won't, they just won't buy gold. He wanted to know what he would charge for a 30-minute or 45-second ad. I'm sorry, a 30-second or 45-second ad. And Fred just talked him out of it, said, no, they're not going to buy. So he hung up, and I said, Fred, uh, I was thinking maybe a three-minute spot. What will you charge for like a three-minute spot? And he said, well, are you, do you want to do some broadcasting? I said, well, uh, no, I just want to know what do you charge for a three-minute spot? Well, do you tell you what? I'll give you 30 minutes for, I think it was $15 or, or $30. So, yeah, $30. I said, well, will we work something out? I said, okay, let me think about it. He said, all right. So my wife and I, we finished the visit, got in the car, we drove away. Two blocks later, the Holy Spirit came. You have been praying to get on the radio for nine months. You've been praying, praying, praying. And here, I bring you into a station. He offers you a spot on the radio, and you are going to pray about it. Turn around, go back, tell him you'll take it. So I thought, oh, honey, the Lord told me, We've been praying about this, and here we walk in, and we are offered the opportunity, and I say, we'll pray about it. We went back, took it, and I ended up, uh, this is in March, I ended up there till 2008, uh, almost 2000, the end of 2008, right about this time, 2008, I finished. So bingo, the prophecy, what we had prayed for, God answered. The prophecy that the sister had prophesied was answered. That was November, December, January, February. In four months, I was on the radio. This is the way the Holy Spirit does it. It's done through prophetic means, visions, signs, wonders, people prophesying, words of God, things of this nature. So I end up there until 2008. Then we finish. Now, the whole time when I left Colorado, when I knew we were to live in Nevada, I loved it the whole time. I was in a, I knew it was the center of where God wanted me. It was, I had work. We were able to meet the right people. And, but in the back of my mind, back, you know, you know, in the back of your mind, way back there, even further back than you can even think, so far back you don't, don't even know you have that space back there. I know, I knew that I would eventually have to come back to Colorado. Now that, I tried to keep that thought in the dark, clear out of, out of view. I didn't want to come back here. 
I loved Vegas. I loved the desert. I loved the cactuses. I loved the dirt. I loved the sand. I loved to see the naked hills with no pine trees. Uh, that's what I like, naked. Naked hills, no pine trees, no trees, nothing. I like to see the contour. And I was in love with it. Uh, I have to say, we'd go into the casinos. I love the smell of old musty carpet that beer and whiskey and who knows what else fell in the carpet. It's moldy, musty, cigarette smoke, perfume of the old ladies, uh, just everything. I was in love with it. My wife thought I was nuts. She thought I was mad. I loved it. I loved the just everything. Las Vegas Boulevard. The whole thing. This is before Vegas was corrupted. Vegas now is corrupted. Vegas is not Vegas anymore. It used to be Vegas was was really a nice place. It was almost, uh, it, of course, you know, gambling and all the other stuff. There's no such thing as not being a uh, area of sin, sinful things, which Denver, uh, Johns, Johnstown, Greeley, Fort Collins, Boulder, every city has its corruption. But that's where the Holy Spirit took me. That's where I flourished. He trained me. Then, but in the back of my mind, I knew there would be a time. Well, we came back to Colorado. My wife's, one of the family members was ill. We came back to assist. She just has that gift of helps. And uh, the family member passed away in late 2008. And that ended our time. The Holy Spirit just ended that time on KKVV in Las Vegas, Nevada, my radio career was over. And we began to travel. We ended up in Salt Lake quite a bit. Ended up in Arizona still to some degree. I met another pastor, Ron Perry. We began to travel with him up until 2011, almost 2012. Then we ended up uh, slowly, gradually meandering back to Colt Dorado. And I wasn't looking forward to it. We liked Salt Lake area. We enjoyed it. But I knew the Lord told me, He gave me a word, you're coming back to Colorado. And I I knew it. I didn't know how it would work out. Twenty fifteen we uh, twenty thirteen we actually moved to Texas for a while. And we were there till till uh, late 2012 to 2014. Then came back to Salt Lake. And then eventually, in 2016, we ended up back in Colorado for good. We are here for good. This is where the Holy Spirit probably will take me to be with Him. Possibly. I'm not sure yet. He hasn't quite told me when and where, but he told me how I will leave this world. And uh, just like he told Paul and he told Peter, so I know what I'm to do until then. So I don't have any worries. 
It doesn't mean I don't need prayer. You need to pray for me, please. Okay, we're going to be back to finish out this hour in just a few minutes. Thank you. As the economy collapses, are you prepared to provide even basic essentials for your family? I teach Urban Survival Training course that arms you with hundreds of skills and hacks to keep you and yours going when everyone else gives up. Food and water are only the beginning. Call the station at 970-587-5003. Again, 970-587-5003 and ask for the Rev. Medicare annual enrollment is right around the corner. It starts October 15th and ends December 7th. If you're not happy with your current plan or would like to see what else is available, please give Anita McAllister a call at 970-515-6882 to chat or schedule a no-cost, no-obligation appointment. I don't offer every plan available in your area. Any information I provide is limited to the plans I do offer. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all your options. Hi, this is Mike Morris, owner of Warriors Revolution Tactical in Longmont. At Warriors Revolution, we have the largest selection of tactical gear and ammo in northern Colorado. But what many people may not know is that we now sell firearms. And even despite the recent run on firearms and ammunition, we have plenty of product in the store, including ARs, AKs, Glocks, SIGs, HK, and more. And don't forget all the bulk ammunition at the best prices in town. Need to do a private firearms transfer? We can do that, too. I am a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, and our team is made up of veterans and security experts, not a bunch of salesmen. Our team is trained and fought with much of the actual equipment we sell. And one thing you should know is that we support the foundations and principles this great country was founded upon. So if you need tactical gear, ammo, firearms, AR parts or upgrades, and even survival accessories, stop by and visit us on Ken Pratt Boulevard and Bowen Street in Longmont, or visit warriorsrevolution.com. That's warriorsrevolution.com. Hey, folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended. Tactical Civics at TacticalCivics.com. We the people for the first time in a long time are joining together to enforce what we stipulate in the Constitution. It is proper law enforcement. Whether you're old, young, or too busy, America needs you. You can be a part of the people's grand jury or militia. The Republicans are not going to save us. It's up to us now to do what we should have been doing all along. Join us at TacticalCivics.com. Well, we're finished for this. We're finished with the uh, second hour of today's program. The Olive Tree and Lam- the second hour, yes, Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church program, a podcast or 1360KHNC.com. And my contact information is P.O. Box Olive Tree Ministry, P.O. Box 872, Longmont, Colorado, 80502. And um, with the um, one thing that I would mention is I knew that eventually I would end up here in Colorado, back on the front range. Now, I like to look at 
my ministry from this perspective. I minister on the west side of the Continental Divide, the Pacific side. But the Holy Spirit had also told me that I will also minister to the Atlantic side of the Continental Divide. And I would minister on to both sides of the divide. A macro world. Uh, this is what the Holy Spirit told me uh, what he was going to do. But eventually I would be back to the front range. And I would minister from here. Well, I didn't know exactly what that meant. How, what, when. But yes, it would happen. And that was not in my hand. That would be in the hand of God. In the sovereign hand of God. Uh, as he ordained. As he pleased in his timing. These principles I'm giving to you are in my testimony. You also have to learn these principles. You have been called and apprehended for something in the time in which we live. The one who apprehended you is the Lord Jesus, is Yeshua HaMashiach. He is the one. It is his responsibility to tell you what you have been apprehended for. It is your responsibility to be receptive to what he has to say, to accept what his plan is for your lives. Yes, you may have dreams, you may have desires, you have many motives in your heart. His counsel is going to stand. He will put you in that wall, in that great, wonderful wall that you'll be placed in for eternity. He will place you, every member is placed as he desires. He'll put you in that wall, that magnificent church, the 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 uh, building that he has designed, that he is building according to his will. There is a place where you fit. Don't try to put yourself in another place. Fit where God ordains you to fit. Do what God ordained you to do. It is his responsibility, uh, his responsibility to reveal that to you. It's your responsibility to desire to be perfectly placed as he has wished for you to be placed. For those that are dropping off, God bless you. God bless you. Uh, you have a wonderful week. The podcasts are on 1360khnc.com. So you can, what you miss, you can get it on podcast. We'll be back in a few minutes. KHNC is proud to carry my kind CBD products. Products include cocoa, top shelf tinctures, hemp salve, moisturizing lotions, and retinol cream. They also have pet tincture and hemp shampoo for a healthy coat and skin. To see all the CBD products we carry, visit the station at 2 South Parish or check us out online. Go to 1360khnc.com. Click on the shop button. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. KHNC, my truck broke down. I knew it was time to get a new one. 
and I knew there was only one place I was going to go, Steve and Mike over at the Ramsey Auto Group. So I gave them a call at 970-443-5654, and I went down to their new location at 6175 West 10th Street in Greeley. They gave me a tremendous trade-in value for my old truck, which didn't even run, and then they set me up with a new truck that I love. The process was seamless and easy. They took great care of me. Ramsey Auto Group in Greeley, 970-443-5654. No people will tamely surrender their liberties, nor can any be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. On the contrary, when people are universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink under their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. Samuel Adams. Tyler here at Hornback Landscaping and Junk Removal LLC. We take care of all of your landscaping needs. New landscape and hardscape install, maintenance, snow removal, fall and spring cleanup. We also do junk and trash haul away as well. We are your one-stop shop for anything outdoors. We pride ourselves in quality from start to finish. That means communication, customer service, and final product. We want you to take as much pride in your yard as we do in our work. Come check us out at hornbacklandscaping.com. You can also contact us at 970-966-5665 or at hornbacklandscaping at gmail.com. Thank you. Hi, this is Ron Tafoya, owner and operator of New Method Cleaners, Northern Colorado's oldest dry cleaners. Men's clothing to women's fashions, we clean it all. Give us a call with all your cleaning questions. If we don't clean it, we might have a solution. We have two locations to serve you in Severance and Fort Collins. Please call us at 970-775-0623. 970-775-0623. Hey, this is Rod from PCs and Parts in Loveland. We're your local computer and parts repair store. We have been in business for over 18 years, and we have been fixing computers and love doing that. If you're having anything with technical-related issues, come by and see us. To reach us, call us at 970-203-0696 or go to our website at PCsandparts.com. We'd love to talk to you about your particular problems. Accidents can happen at any time in any place. Preparing ourselves is critical to being able to respond with confidence. Serious bleeding events are scary, but having bleed stop handy can give you the edge. Just pour it directly in the wound and apply direct pressure. Clotting happens in seconds. KHNC listeners get 20% off on the products listed. Visit the KHNC website and hit the bleed stop button. That's the KHNC website and hit the bleed stop button. The P.E. Gun Show, December 10th and 11th, will feature a firearms giveaway both Saturday and Sunday. Show location is the Premier Events Expo Center at the Greeley Mall. Food all weekend, CCW classes, and daily firearms drawings. It's a perfect way to spend the day. For more details, see P.E.Shows.com. That's P.E.Shows.com. See you at the show.
Why does it seem America is slowly sinking? Whose fault is it? It's not the Obamas or the Clintons. It's not the Republicans or the Democrats. It's not corporations, the military, or foreign countries. It's the Federal Reserve, a central banking system made up of private bankers that corrupt and control virtually all aspects of the world's money supply and the economy. All of the major problems of the world can be traced back to the Federal Reserve and central banks of other countries. Hi, I'm Jason with the Patriot Trading Group. Listen to our shows at 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Monday through Friday at 1360 KHNC. The Patriot Trading News Hour and Faking the Truth. We sell gold and silver, the best way to protect your hard-earned money. Call us at 800-951-0592 and keep those blood-sucking bankers out of your wallet. At Life Choices, we are helping women and men choose life and create stable futures for their children. You can help avoid the loss of another life by going to lifechoices.org or call 303 651 2050 extension 116 and donate make a difference and be a part of god's work by creating a better future for kids and families lifechoices.org or 303-651-2050 extension 116 the views and opinions expressed on 1360 khnc are entirely those of the host guests and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the excursion broadcasting network Welcome to the third hour of today's Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry Radio Church Program. I am your host and founder of the Olive Tree and Lampstand Ministry, Rick Rodriguez. The podcast for the programs on 1360KHNC.com to the Olive Tree Program. During the week, I host The Present Truth from 2 to 3, Monday through Friday. The podcasts are also on the same 1360KHNC. I began the program today talking about dysfunctional, the the ecclesia. The Lord said that the gates of hell will not prevail against the builded church, the ecclesia. The whole family of God, the whole church, is not the ecclesia. Only the functional members in the body of Christ that the gates of hell are not prevailing against, that is the ecclesia. A best example, the apostles, just using them as a, an example, they were the ecclesia. The uh, others who were eventually become false teachers, they were not the ecclesia. They were the ones that the kingdom of darkness was prevailing against. But with the testimony I'm giving today is to give you an example 
of what God desires for his children to find and use the prophetic words, the visions, the dreams, uh, again, the prophetic words that God will give to other people, or God will give you a word, or he will speak a, a logos word to you, which becomes a rhema word. He has many ways to speak to you. And you have to test everything you sense to make sure. People will give me prophetic words. They'll prophesy something to me. I have to listen to it and consider it. And then I have to pray to make sure that that word is from the Holy Spirit delivered through another individual. And if I know that it is a good word, then I can use it and put it to work in my life, like the husband and wife that spoke the word that I would be on the radio in November of 2004. I had to think about that word. When she spoke it, I knew it was a good word because my wife and I and children had been praying for my for the Lord, if he desired to get me on radio, that I would be on radio. And... Uh, to some degree, my children at that time, but my wife and I for sure, and I had prayed because I knew and I just sensed that would be the best way for me to minister over the airs because I had worked with uh, putting radio programs on for another ministry. And I had friends that were uh, in the Wimber churches down in Denver that were doing programs on KLTT, I think, at that time down in Denver and some of the other FM stations. So it was just in my heart. The Holy Spirit put it in my heart, but I didn't know. I'd never done it before. But the Lord, I ended up in Las Vegas on the small wells. It was a, it was a one of the uh, vital churches in, or radios in, uh, radio stations in Las Vegas. It reached an audience uh, that um, I think was uh, the cream of the crop. It was uh, just a great audience. I knew that eventually I would end up back in Colorado on the east side of the Continental Divide. I knew that I would minister to both sides, to the Pacific and the Atlantic. And uh, according to God's will... I keep emphasizing, this is the way the Holy Spirit does it. He will show you your future. And then He will work it out as you pray, so that you can be at those places that you need to be. There is a, the walls around this palace, we are the ones that make up the wall around this kingdom. We are, that wall is the kingdom of heaven. It is, we are that wall. We are the gems, the stones, the precious stones that are displaying and presenting uh, the Lord Jesus in all of his splendor to the world. We are the ones who are doing that. But in the wall, there are many, there are many uh, stones 
but uh, the stones don't fit. Uh, they are not. Uh, they're you know they're trying to self promote, self place, but God decides who's going to be where. He will reveal to us where we're to be. We have to be willing to allow and to accept His will, not our will. Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. And uh, what happens is, many in the, I'm going to use the example of men, we can call them pastors, or, or uh, chaplains, or reverends, or whatever. They are out of place. Many of them should not be at the head of responsible positions in these fellowships. They're not qualified by God's standards. They may be qualified by the standards of man, but they're not qualified by the standard of God. The standard of God is He ordains whom He wants to be in these positions to oversee His children. But those that are not ordained, they are overseeing the children of God, but they are furthering their own agendas while the children of God, they are like a field that gets no sun and a field that gets no rain. They're stunted. They're out of place. They, the children of God are, are bewildered. And another thing too, which is a, a, the way that the Holy Spirit put it, the way that the Lord Jesus put it, these men are blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both are going to fall into, and I hate to use this example, but it is inaccurate. Both will fall into the fecal canal. Now, whether, you know, in the Old Testament, in, the, in, the, uh, in Jerusalem, you had the ditch that the sewer would go out from the city. And everybody, they stayed away from the ditch because the ditch had a great smell to it. But if you're blind, you can smell, you're surrounded by the smell, and because you're blind, it doesn't matter which way you go, you're going to smell the odor of that ditch. And you don't know if you're walking toward the ditch or away from the ditch or alongside the ditch. If you're blind, you're going to fall into it. These men are blind. Christ said they're blind. The blind lead the blind, and both will fall into the fecal canal. And there's nothing but contamination and everything filthy and uh, foul. I don't care. I know what the scripture says. The men that are not ordained by God to be at the head of these ministries, you have to find out who they are. You in the assemblies, you children of God, if you're going to be the ecclesia, if you're going to be those that the gates of hell do not prevail against, you have to exercise your discernment. You have to pray. <clears throat> you, it's your responsibility to seek the Holy Spirit. And if you don't get a good feeling, pay attention. Pay attention to that. If you go into an assembly where you, it's just a nice setting and it looks good and everybody's dress is nice 
And if that's your if that's your barometer, uh, you're going to be disappointed. You want to go into an assembly where, with the pastors that I've worked with, I know that I go into their assembly, and I can tell the love of the the, the, the love that the pastor has for the people in the assembly. I can tell that love. I can tell how genuine it is, how real it is. I can tell whether or not he has the Holy Spirit. I can tell the intensity of the Spirit. I know if he has been called by God, because those that are called by God, they have a trajectory, and they will not deviate from that trajectory. For many of you who are listening, that you have known Lester Summerall, uh, this man had a trajectory, great trajectory, trajectory. He was called by God. He was given vision by God. I look at these type of individuals and I can see by their what they speak, what they do, I can tell they've been ordained. Uh, uh, here north of Johnstown, a John Stalker years ago, I knew. I went in, I was part of, I did, wasn't, I was never part of the fellowship. The Lord would never ever from 1979 and beyond, the Lord never allowed me to be a member of a fellowship. I could participate, I could go in, but I was never allowed to be a church member. God did not call me to that. God called me to go to where He would tell me to go and do what He would tell me to do. He never allowed me to become a member. Even when I work with the brothers, that were pastors. Uh, I worked with them, but I was never really, in a sense, part of their ministry or their. Uh, uh, I wasn't a member. I was a co-worker. That's the way I would put it. I co-worked, and even with every ministry that I work with, I never, at any time, ever tried to take any type of control and authority unless. I was asked to do something. If I was asked, I would do whatever. There was a ministry out of California. And eventually, the uh, man that was the head of this ministry, he began to lose his vision. He, uh, not eyesight, but the vision. He, he couldn't, there, he hit a place where he couldn't see how to continue, how to go forward. And it was at that time, uh, I knew uh, by revelation, I knew what what the course was. The the ministry was based in California, and then eventually I told this friend. I said, "Well, you know what? Tell you what. Come out to California. Take about a couple of weeks off. Come out, visit, stay with my wife and I. Let's fellowship. Let's pray." He came out, and I told him, I said, I think you need to move out here and move your ministry out of California, move it out here, which he did. And I gave them the direction, and it, you might say for about a year and a half, uh, I made the decisions for that ministry. It was not my ministry. It was never put in my hands, nor did I ever attempt to take that ministry out of the control of the the other brother. It was his ministry. But I knew what to do. He let me make the decisions. I came out. 
he was successful. Eventually, there came a time when the Holy Spirit said, Okay, now you've helped him, you've assisted him, there's nothing more you can do. You let you move out, let him go to where, uh, let, him, let him sail his own ship. And I backed out. This is the way it is. I, again, emphasize, you all have a place that God wants you to be in the wall of this kingdom. You, in that specific location, you will be the most successful. You will be, you are vital. There are certain things that you can do, no one else can do. But you have to find where you are to put your gifts, your abilities, what God has called you to do, what He's ordained that you do. Men, women, children, uh, black, white, rich, well, uh, well, uh, poor, doesn't matter. Every in this building, in this wall, every every spot is vital. You can't have a wall where you have, you know, 20, 20 uh, stones along the bottom, and every third or fourth stone is kind of like a, it's missing, and then on the next level, uh, there are four or five missing, and then the next layer, five or six missing. You can't have a wall like that. The wall has to be complete. From the bottom, then you build on that to the next level, build on that to the next level. This is what the Holy Spirit is doing. He is building this ecclesia that the gates of hell are not going to prevail against. And I hate to say this, but not only is Satan and the forces and the children of the devil and the demons and the fallen angels attacking this ecclesia, and, but the children of the devil are, are also going to, are also attacking. But also, I will tell you that the family of God, that the gates of hell are prevailing against, will also be used by the devil to attack the family of faithful believers. I'm telling you the future. Even the Christians who are good born again, desirous to follow the Lord, that are, you would believe to be, they love the whole family of God, they won't. They will turn against the ecclesia, because the ecclesia is focused on the kingdom of heaven, and they're building the kingdom of heaven according to the directions of God, where the others that are not in the ecclesia are believe fully that they are building the kingdom of God also with their own pattern. Two different patterns, two different blueprints. And the ones that have the blueprint from heaven are going to be attacked by the others that have the blueprint of man or the devil that are deceived. It's in the book of Matthew. During the first half of the tribulation, the those that are deceived believers with a different map, a different uh, a different uh, uh, what was the word I just used uh, that have that don't have the accurate blueprints will attack the 
true, faithful believers. They will attack them. They will turn them over to the authorities. They will betray them. They will hate them. They will persecute them. This is the family. This is Satan's strategy. Taking the family to fight the family. I'll give you the example. You don't think it's true. The story of Jacob and his 12 children. Jacob made Joseph a coat, beautiful, with many colors, meaning that he took time to piece different colored cloth or uh, uh, whatever they used. I don't know if it was with a hide. But anyway, it was a beautiful coat. And this, the rest of the family members, they saw that Joseph was favored by his father. Well, Joseph knew there was a quality, I'm sorry, Jacob knew there was a quality that Joseph had that the others didn't have. There was something there, not that he was preferring J Joseph over the others, but there was something about Joseph that was a God thing. And he knew that this boy was going to have honor, some type of position where, and he made the coat. The father knew, and God is father, he knows that there are those in his family that must be presented to the other family members in a way that will offend the other family members, but the other family members must realize that this one that had, that, like Joseph, he had a coat that he was favored for something that Jacob didn't maybe understand that was going to happen in the future. Some plan, but Jacob knew there was some quality of Joseph. He was young, and eventually the other 11 turned. Reuben, the oldest, had enough sense to tell him, no, you're not going to kill the lad, but we'll sell him. But he prevented Joseph from being murdered. And there are those in the body of Christ that will be older, more mature, like Reuben, even though Reuben had uh, lost his really, uh, his prophecy about him, the prophecy given to him by Joseph was he was kind of, uh, you know, taking one of the concubines and having a relationship with them uh, really destroyed his reputation, but also his plan with God because of that immorality. Joseph, eventually, as time would prove, he became the child that would be responsible for the welfare of all of the other 11 tribes. It will be the ecclesia that will be the group of children that are faithful to God, that will also be still, in spite of the persecution coming, persecution coming from the balance of the family, the those that are deceived, 
this ecclesia will still be the blessing to the whole family. And as the days get darker and darker, many of those who persecute will realize they will repent and they will fear and they will tremble. Just like when Joseph revealed himself to his brothers, they were shocked. They realized that they were in the company of someone that had been, by God's sovereignty, placed in a position to actually help, protect, keep them. In a spiritual way, this will also happen with the ecclesia, the true ecclesia, that the gates of hell are not prevailing against. The true ecclesia will still be a blessing to the family of God. It will be the ecclesia, like the Apostle John in 1 John. No matter what, they will still love their brother, in spite of the hatred of their brothers toward them, they will still know these are God's children. There will not be a hatred. And there will be a forgiveness. But they, Ecclesia cannot put up with the nonsense of the errant children. The, they, can't, they won't put up with the sinfulness, with the idolatry, the ecclesia won't put up with the uh, apostasy. Uh, they won't put up with the inaccurate, unsound, errant doctrine. The ecclesia will stand for the sake of the whole body. For the sake of the whole body, the ecclesia will stand. And in the uh, America, in these churches, God is. There are those that are ordained for this time. And they will not be afraid to address doctrine that is harmful to the children of God, that is uh, keeping the children of God from maturing, that keep the children of God out of the field, to keep them out of the growing where God has put them to grow. There is a field that they have to grow in. These are the healthy churches. These are the healthy uh, areas where God will place His children so they get to know Him and they get to grow and they get the experiences they need. We're going to be back in a few minutes. Treat your ears and shake your rear with the Funky Garage Fossil Jostle, Saturday nights at 8 p.m. on 1360 KHNC. You'll hear the coolest 60s garage psychedelic surf and 60s and 70s funky grooves. Tune in, turn up, and get down. J-Day's Appliance is an independent local appliance dealer focused on Main Street, not Wall Street. We offer top brands at great prices, service and parts to help you keep your current appliances running. So think outside of the big box and think independent and save at J-Day's Appliance. Located at 132 E7th Street in Loveland, Colorado. Or give us a call at 970-669-1357. You can also visit our website at jdaysappliance.com. That's the letter J, daysappliance.com. 1360 KHNC is proud to announce our partnership with My Kind CBD, 
a local Colorado-based company that uses no pesticides, no herbicides, completely organic, no heavy metals. All their products are CAO certified. That's right, independently lab certified. Our prices are the best in the country. Go out to 1360KHNC.com and hit the shopping cart button and make your purchase today. Reasons to Own Gold. Brought to you by the Patriot Trading Group at allamericangold.com. Reason number 647. Most people don't even know that the courts have already ruled. Once money is deposited into the bank, the bank owns the money, and the depositor is merely an unsecured creditor of the bank. Which means if the bank goes under, you get paid last. After the financial crisis, instead of breaking up too big to fail, the government and the Federal Reserve created Dodd-Frank and made too big to fail banks even bigger while putting your deposits more at risk. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. To learn more, visit us at allamericangold.com or call us at 800 951 it's beginning to look a lot. Hey friends, Freddie Freeman here. You're wondering what to get that special someone for Christmas, and they're a prepper. Wonder no longer. 1360KHNC.com has you covered. Just click on the Patriot Supply button and find that perfect gift for that special someone today. With plenty of survival products from emergency survival food, water filtration systems, survival coffee, and more, My Patriot Supply has got the perfect gifts for you. Just click that Patriot Supply button only on 1360KHNC.com. Hey, hey, yes, you. you. Be sure to listen to Fake in the Truth, where Jason and Brian will bring you social media level fakeness Monday through Thursdays at 3 p.m. right here on KHNC 1360 AM and 1360KHNC.com. Well, the last 30 minutes of today's program, I'm going to, again, if you can see how the Holy Spirit directs us, I'm giving you my testimony, how I started my, how the Lord spoke to me about my ministry, how things began, what I do, the two legs of my ministry, I was at one time assisting others that needed help, that were pastors that had uh, they were called by God. Uh, they had ministries. They needed assistance. And uh, the Lord knew that I was, uh, I was a man of integrity. I would be careful. I would not allow, you know, uh, ego to try to take over what is not mine. That is not the case with many of these men that are in ministries now. Big church, big ministry down in Denver. Uh, the Eventually, the man that would have that ministry for like, 20 years, he never told the people right up front that he kind of usurped that position from somebody else that actually began the ministry. But God worked it out for good. And the man that uh, started the ministry forgave him, and eventually the Lord would uh, give him a great 
a great testimony. And so I eventually end up here in Colorado, 2016. I knew that I would come back. I left my love, Las Vegas, Nevada. But I knew it would happen. I wasn't looking forward to it. But in the meantime, in 2015, the Lord had begun to show me uh, more intricately something that he had revealed to me about 2002. And what that was, is the move in southern Colorado was going to end. It was done. The Holy Spirit was lifting off of that move that was down in Colorado Springs that began with James Dobson. And the Lord was ending that that uh, plan that he had with them. And that he was going to lift off of it. And then while I was in Vegas in 2006, I think it was, or 7, <clears throat> somewhere in there, he revealed to me that the plan, that that move would relocate. It was lifted, it was off, it was relocated in 20. And by 2006, he told me it would relocate to northern Colorado. He didn't tell me the exact area in northern Colorado, just northern Colorado. And that uh, he would resume his move in northern Colorado. He would hide it. He would hide it from the, the, he would hide it from churches. He would hide it because religion would be the enemy of it. Uh, there's true religion and there's false religion. And he told me that there would be many churches that would spring up. And not all of them would be from him. A few, yes, but most, no. They would spring up. Religion would be the enemy, as well as the occult, as well as witchcraft, Satanism. So in 2015, I'm on a prayer drive just uh, into Wellington, south on Highway 1 toward North Fort Collins. And then the Holy Spirit revealed to me at the right time that the move in northern Colorado would take place in three counties, Weld, Larimer, Boulder County, specifically. Now I knew where that move had relocated to. And in 2015, 2014, as I'd come to Colorado, I think it was in 2015, I was driving through the area and I couldn't believe these the uh, how the churches churches everywhere new churches had had sprung up and the lord reminded me i told you what was going to happen religion would be the what satan would use against the, my plan and it would be again like i talked earlier it would be the uh, Christians that had a vision that was not of God, it was of man, or the will of the man, the will of flesh, it would not be the vision of God. These would be what would go to war and fight the true plan that God has for this area. Christ said that he was outside the camp, and those he is beckoning his children outside the camp. What is the camp? A system, a method, a way, a something that is not God himself. It, was, it is a structure 
a structure that has been like a blueprint that has been used in this country for centuries. But these blueprints have now are no longer going to be effective because the world has changed. And though the structure would now become like a business, like a corporation, it would not be what God intended outside the camp. So I get back here, and I'm uh, in 2016. I begin to pray into 2017, 2018, and then in 2018, the Lord put something in my mind, really strange. I'm just driving one day praying. He said, uh, "You like being on the radio," and I had to think about my time in Vegas. I thought, "Yeah, I did," and I thought, "Uh oh." What does this mean? Because I know how the Holy Spirit speaks to me. You have to learn how God converses with you. And as He converses with you, you'll know. Because He will speak to you in ways that will catch your attention. And I thought, well, Lord, I did enjoy it. And He said, I took you there to train you. And then I thought, uh-oh, now I know what that means. And I began to pray, okay, then Lord, if I'm to be on the radio again, you're going to have to work it out. And as I'm thinking, okay, this station, that station, Christian stations down in Denver, uh, blah, 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 blah. Do I go back to maybe from a distance to KKVV in Las Vegas? Uh, and I'm looking, looking, looking. Well, I knew about KHNC. Uh-uh, no way. This was danger. Danger, danger. All I knew about KHNC was danger. And there was no way. Well, then I'm minding my own business. And I just have, and I really at that time, this is uh, after Wiedemann, Mr. Don Wiedemann had passed away and Michael Golden had passed away. And uh, I just, there really wasn't much programming on the station. And then one day I just happened to tune in and I heard Joe talking, the present owner. And he had talked about that he was buying the station. Well, when he I heard that, I thought, huh. So I had to, I, that caught my attention. And I began to just tune in listen, and I realized this is a different owner now. Well, as I continued to pray, I still wasn't convinced I should be here because I know what the Lord had warned me, that it was very dangerous. There's no way. If I sense danger, I don't like pain. I stayed away. But then I was on a drive to Cheyenne to pray. I just went, as I was coming up to the Johnstown exit, I just had a thought. Go into the station, see what they would charge for a two or three minute or a program. And I came in and uh, talked to, uh, at that time, Jason. And he said they had one spot on the open forum on Thursday. He wanted to know, I wanted to know what, I, I just wanted to know price-wise what they charged. 
but he didn't tell me. He said, well, we've got the spot, and, and I said, well, how much do you charge? What's the charge? He says, well, what do you do? And I said, well, I just wanted to, you know, ask about it. And, well, uh, so what do you charge? And he said, well, so have you done radio before? And I said, well, actually I did in Las Vegas. And uh, I said, so what do you charge? And he wouldn't tell me. And finally uh, I told him, I said, well, I just, I said, oh, oh, the Lord just prompted me. Tell him the kind, what you did. I said, well, I did religious and, you know, just current events. I said, the only example I can give you is John F. Kennedy simply had a half-brother, and uh, his half-brother became president, and nobody knows about it. And Jimmy Carter, John, Jimmy Carter, or John F. Kennedy had a half-brother, Jimmy Carter, who became president. Well, then they gave me an opportunity to fill in a spot the following Thursday. It was a two-hour spot. Jason told me that he would, if I needed help, if I was a little rusty, he'd step in. He got, he was real busy. He couldn't step in. I took the whole program, and uh, Joe asked Jason, told Jason, let him have the spot. So I took it. I did that. Then I sensed one day I was on a prayer drive. Eric Cedarstrom was here. I'd been thinking about maybe continuing with the Sunday program, which I have right now. And uh, Eric was still alive, and I was on a prayer drive to Cheyenne, and I just drove past Johnstown, got to the Johnson's Corner exit, and the Lord said, go back. Eric is leaving at 4 o'clock. Uh, you better get to the station before 3 because you can go on the program from 3 to 4. You won't have time to talk to him. Ask him what he would charge for a Sunday spot. I came in, talked to Eric and Jason. I said, what do you charge? He says, well, what do you do? I said, well, uh, I just want to know what you would charge. He goes, well, what kind of program? I said, well, I had a ministry program out in in Nevada. And he says, so are you thinking in terms of a radio church? And I said, well, no, no not really. It's just a ministry program. Oh, so you're talking radio church. And I said, well... Well, no, not so much. I said, well, well, and the Lord just told me, go with it. And I said, well, yeah, I guess so. And he asked me if I was ordained, and I don't get into that world. And I said, well, uh, well, actually, I forgot. But, yeah, I had been ordained in 1998. And he says, great, great. And I'll tell you the truth. I've told Joe the truth. You might as well know the truth. Eric just said, I have been wanting and praying for a radio church uh, program. I wanted a pastor to have a radio church. You are the pastor of the radio church, or you're the pastor of the radio station. And I thought, well, well, uh, he said, no, you're the pastor of the radio station. I've wanted a pastor to do a church program. And he opened the door. Well, I don't consider myself in the sense of pastor, that I am a pastor of the radio station. I maybe I would more consider myself to be an overseer to watch, to pray, to see what the Holy Spirit would direct and pray accordingly. So no, I am not a pastor to the people here. I am just an overseer watching, praying, uh, asking the Lord, 
step by step, what, what, what. So that opened up. And so then I have the open forum, and I have the Sunday program, and then I was able to start doing a little bit of work here, doing the boards on the weekend for the other hosts. And uh, there's more to it that I'm not getting into, but this is, again, through revelation and through being uh, in the sovereign hand of God as God directs, this is another principle. Sometimes we pray, 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 and then God has to be sovereign. But we always pray. We don't want to do something that God has not ordained us to do. We don't want to do that. You don't want to, if you don't have the abilities to fly an airplane, you better know your limitations. Because if you don't, you're going to die. You are going to die. Don't know your limitations. Only the Holy Spirit can show you what your limita limitations are. But men have taken responsible positions and they have put the members of the body of Christ in danger. They have the souls of men in their hands. It's like a pilot. You have souls of men, individuals in your hand. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to crash and not only... And I don't care if you die. I care about the passengers. And I have to say, honestly, I don't really care about these men that are in these positions of authority that don't are, are not to be there. I don't really care about them. They're errant. They're wrong. They're in a bad place. They're, they're not qualified, <clears throat> qualified to have the care of the souls of men in their hands. I, don't, uh, I want them out. I've uh, gone to places and I've met men that were not called by God to be the pastors of those ministries. And I've, I've, I've just, with friends, I've just begun to pray. Lord, he's not ordained by you. Get him out. Get him out. He's not to be there. Get him out. And sure enough, I get a phone call from a friend. Hey, brother, remember that pastor that blah, blah, blah? And I said, yeah, I do. He goes, guess what? He decided to take a vacation, and he put his son, he, his son was in place. Well, while he was gone, the church members fired him and his son. And he started laughing. He said, he wasn't ordained to be there, was he? I said, no. They're another city. I prayed. Those people that are not, to be or, that are not ordained, that are to be out of this, these churches in this city, out. They've got to go out. And three of them resign. They end up leaving. One of the a big, one of the big church, uh, Presbyterian church. He's gone. This is what the apostles used to do. They would warn about these people that would come in that were not ordained by the Holy Spirit to be overseers of the souls of men. This is a grave responsibility. It is a dangerous responsibility because they will be held accountable. And I mean, not just in the time to come, but in this lifetime. They will have hardships come to them unimaginable that they cannot believe. God is not fooling around now with those that are overseeing His children. I would say to those 
that might even be listening, that are overseeing the, some of the children, the family of God, if you are not ordained, you better find a replacement. You better find somebody that is ordained to oversee these children of God. Because if you don't, you are going to be punished. I'm telling you, I'm warning you. And for you, members in these assemblies, if you are following somebody that's not ordained, you are going to suffer. You are going to suffer with the bad doctrine, with errant doctrine, with teachings that are going to affect you in a very negative way. This took place in southern Colorado. You had men that were presenting errant theology to the children of God down there, and that errant theology ended up with errant practice. So we'll be back to finish out in a few minutes. Riley here from Saddle Up in Gilcrest, Colorado. We would like to invite you down to our small town store for all your holiday shopping. We have new and used saddles, horse tack, clothing, accessories, and more. We also offer gift certificates. We're located at 1003 Ash Street in Gilcrest, right off Highway 85 and County Road 31. You can call us at 303-772-7821 or visit us online at saddleupcolorado.net. Higher rates, lower rates, negative rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, and so much more. You know why you need to own gold and silver. At the Patriot Trading Group, we're a different kind of company. We have no commission salespeople, no boiler room sales calls, no high-priced spokesmen. We believe in treating you with honesty and respect and delivering you the best products at the best price. Buying or selling, call us at 800-951-0592 or go to our website at allamericangold.com. Hi folks, I'm James Morgan, a realtor with Grisham & Associates, LLC. I know it must seem like there's a million realtors out there making all kinds of promises. Want to hear my big marketing promise? I promise honest and fair dealings with all those I do business with. That may sound old-fashioned, and it is not very catchy, but it is true. I am your Colorado real estate specialist. Farm, land, mountain cabins, or urban dwellings. When you work with my team, we'll get the right property for you and be upfront and honest with you every step of the way. Over the years, my clients have told me just that fact alone separates us from others in the industry. If you are considering buying or selling real estate, call me, James Morgan, at 720-203-0731 or visit my website at coloradoproperties.online. No catchy slogan, just a client-first, honest real estate experience. Hit it, girls. Keep listening to the American Freedom Network. Hey, all you Sharp community members. Are you ready for the next level in your haircut? If you live up here in northern Colorado, visit us in Loveland at 4th and Garfield. You can always have a walk-in, but we highly recommend an appointment. Give us a call at 970-617-2158. Or if you live a little south, we have a shop for you in Mead, Colorado on Highway 66 and I-25, just behind the tractor supply. Give us a ring at 720-745-0783, and we can get you set up with a convenient appointment. We look forward to seeing you at either shop and taking care of the family. And as always, live sharp. Hi, I'm Sina Milanazzo, Telephone Technology Specialist here with Liberty Communications. We are the local experts for cloud and VoIP telephone systems. If you have a traditional phone system and want to learn more about how VoIP can help your business, then call me. I'll sit down with you and we'll come up with solutions on how to keep you ahead of your competition. Call 720 399 
888-888-0233 or email info at libertybts.com. VoIP doesn't have to be a four-letter word. We're done with today's program. There's a verse I want to give to you. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Do not let your overseer, the pastor, those that have responsible positions in the assemblies that you might be in. The Holy Spirit said this, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. All through my Christian life, uh, even with the pastors I was with, there was a, a, an assembly in 1977. I uh, was married in 1976. Well, actually, I was in that fellowship uh, for from 76 to 79. But I was married. The Lord revealed to me through a prophetic way about my wife and how that she was the one for me. I don't have the time. I'm, I've run out of time for today. But about uh, that was we were married in in September. In November, a pastor came to me and told me, why didn't you ask us, or why didn't you ask me if you could marry this individual? And I, in my heart, I just thought, who is this individual, even though he is one of the elders of the assembly, I know what the Holy Spirit told me. God has never lied to me. He has always worked things out. And he was offended because we didn't, I didn't come to him to ask permission. No, you have to listen to me. You believers listening today, you are, it is your responsibility, not your pastor, not those around you. It is your responsibility to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. That's your responsibility. God has given your soul to you. You are accountable to the Holy Spirit. God puts men out there, shepherds, to help you, to direct you, to give you direction, to keep you safe. But at, when it's all said and done... Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. I never, ever put my Christian walk in the hands of another man. I used what was available, and I used it to help me with my walk. But I never put my life in their hands where they told me what to do. There are other pastors who would meet a husband and wife, or a young man and young woman, and they would counsel him, to marry. I've even had others who were pastors who the group would counsel the pastor whose wife died to marry an individual, and that individual that this man would marry became hell on earth to that man and would interfere with his ministry all through till the time that he goes to be with the Lord. No, you have to make the decisions with fear and trembling. If you're going to marry you young people, if you're going to marry, you better pray that you are following the anointing. Be fearful. Fear and tremble that you, lest you make the wrong decision. That's it for today. We're done. God bless you through the power of His Holy Spirit. May His Holy Spirit be upon you that you may, may uh, follow Him 
as he desires you follow him. Pray for me. Rick Rodriguez, goodbye. Hey, folks, as a CBD user, I can attest to its effectiveness. And now my kind CBD products are available at the station. You'll see tinctures, salves, lotions, creams, coffee, cocoa, tea, and much more. You'll even find CBD retinol cream. KHNC also carries my kind pet products, including shampoo and tincture, allowing your best friend to enjoy the same benefits of CBD that you do. The best prices, the best quality, and all THC free. My kind CBD, CBD as nature intended. You're listening to the Roar of the Rockies, KHNC, 1360 AM, Johnstown, Greeley, Loveland, Fort Collins. The views and opinions expressed on 1360